Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. The novels of Crystal Hickerson, The Magician, 
the metaphysical action drama about the fight between good and evil which holds the fate of man in the balance. Street Corners, a tragic romantic crime saga of a man who has the hearts of two very different women in his hands. The choice he makes will hurt them both. Wanted, a ghostly story about a woman caught between the planes of life and death. It is left up to the reader to decide which reality was real. The Volunteer. The struggle of a man with his career and his life teetering on thin ice. Can love truly conquer all? And if you think this is the end for Crystal, you would be wrong. For as you listen to this, a new dynamic tale is on the way. Go to crystalhickerson.com to purchase all of her novels. Follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio at thecrystalshow.com. Enter the amazing world at crystalhickerson.com. and animal welfare organization dedicated to support those in need of help. Located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, our products are trendy rope bracelets with anchor clasps emblazoned with a tag word. The tag word on each bracelet represents a specific cause which will be matched with a charity. You see, Knots for Change's goal is to build relationships with charities worldwide. The causes we support are animal welfare, education, medical research and prevention, environment, human rights, veterans, world aid and development, mental health and wellness, health and fitness, and child development. You can find us on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Knots for Change. That's K-N-O-T-S, the number four, C-H-A-N-G-E. We'll also be launching our website on September the 10th, knotsforchange.ca. That's K-N-O-T-S-F-O-R. C-H-A-N-G-E dot C-A. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. 
If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. We go to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and see if Crystal can you hear me. Um, yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and I apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, the Blog Talk Radio page just timed out on me, and it had everyone's phone muted. I couldn't unmute anything, and then it just, the screen just went blank on me, and so I was trying to work around it. I'm not sure what happened. It happened earlier before the show started, and I was hoping that it was resolved by now, but it looks like it's still a problem. But um, I do have you on, and you're able to hear me okay. To um, kind of go back towards my, my intro, um, I mean, tonight we're discussing, you know, how not to let your struggle become your identity, and a lot of times we're we're asking ourselves, okay, who's that dude? It's like, oh, that's the guy that has four babies by three different women. Or who's that lady? And it's like, she's the one that got her car repossessed last week. And we all have our problems, you know, things that come up in our lives that tend to take over our very being. But you can't let that happen. Don't let your problems become the center of every day that you live because Doing so will cause people to identify you with whatever struggles you may have. Now, life is designed for us to have problems. It's true that some have more than others, but that's beside the point. Problems are supposed to be temporary, and there's a way out of every problem that society has ever known. Now, it may not be easily achieved, but there is a way, even if the odds aren't in your favor. So tonight, we're going to try to ask some questions to help people to be the one who overcame, be the one who survived, be the one who defied the odds and made something out of nothing because it's your life, it's your destiny, so let your struggles mold you and not control you. And, Crystal, we'll go ahead and kick things off. Um, First question I guess I want to ask you is what is the most stressful thing in in your life, or maybe just in people's lives in general, in your opinion? Could it be bills, parenting, work, weight loss? I mean, it could be a bunch of things. What do you think bothers people the most? I would say uh, money issues uh, bothers people the most because it um, affects so many different parts of our lives. Uh, it affects our um, where we live. And within that home, it affects the, you know, electricity, those kind of basic bills. Um, And then it can affect your relationships. If you're married, that can, you know, be the number one cause for arguments. Um, And then, of course, if you're not married, then that can affect outside relationships. It can also affect the way you deal with your children. You can be very frustrated. And everything. So money can affect so many different parts of our lives. And, of course, our job, whether we have one or not, it it affects that because, you know, maybe you feel that you're not being, you know, appreciated. You should have more money, you know, being paid to you. So 
Money, I think, is usually the root cause of so many different things. Okay, and most people would probably go there first. Um, on Facebook, Lady T says parenting is a struggle for her. Let me go to the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas, and welcome on Amy. Amy, how are you? Oh, excuse me, Donald. Hi, Crystal. Hey, Amy. All right, and welcome to the show, Amy. Amy, what do you think the number one reason is? I mean, is it, or, you know, you can just talk about your own personal experience, bills, parenting, work, school, weight loss, other. I mean, what could it be for you? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it's, it's been, you know, um, my past uh, part of, parts of my past and um you know mostly this past year I've gone through a lot of family and um health issues mm-hmm. which okay. has been the biggest uh, struggle for me just in the yeah. past year and we will definitely get into to that and so um I mean Amy do you know someone who always complains about their problems who every time you see them that's what's coming out of their mouth Uh, yeah, I mean, Crystal was talking about money, um, you know, um, that, you know, people complain about their their money problems um, all the time. It's, you know, something I'm certainly guilty of. Um, they also just complain about, you know, the, um, you know, what's going on um, in the social world, the political world, um and you know, just um Okay. I mean and Crystal, what about you? you know people who just always complain, you know, you look on Facebook, complaint. You run into them at the grocery store, complaint. Well Or is um, that you? No, I don't I don't um I don't complain to other people um about what's going on in my life and even your last question I was answering generally. I didn't know you wanted to talk about my personal life, but I mean you um, could if you wanted to. Oh. Well, for me personally it's just been, you know, health issues for the last few years, but but you know, as far as complaining um, I think most of the complaints, quote unquote, that I've received from close people, um, friends, uh, and family, have always been relationship um, centered around, and um, which is kind of funny to me because I don't have a relationship, and um, my track record is not that great. So I'm not, I don't know why. Maybe they're coming at me because they know. I've had a bad tra- track record, so I must know mm. what it's, you know, I can relate to something, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think mainly um, my friends around me, they talk about their relationships um, that they're in or not in. So I think people complain about that mostly than anything else. I mean, money is, it, it's, um, it really depends on who you're talking to. And, 
for me, money has always been more personal than relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't usually talk. I don't really talk about my my problems to anybody anyway. Um, just on a general level. But yeah. yeah, that's really usually what I get is relationship, relationship, relationships. <laughs> so. Okay. So I mean, Amy, is it fair to associate others with their complaints and problems, like? Oh, here comes Mr. Disconnected Cable, or there goes Miss Six Kids. I mean, is, is it fair to do that? Do people kind of set them up themselves up for that? You know, and, and there's really only one main person I can do this with, but um, what I've gone through this past year with my oldest daughter, um, you know, I couldn't complain to the source. I couldn't complain to her. So I, bless her heart, I constantly took it out on my younger daughter, and I bitched, and I complained, and I screamed and yelled to her, and I talked, excuse me, I talked with my uh, best friend about it, you know, and 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 she and I've said, and and we said. I've said things to, like, my best friend, like, you know, it's just like the situation with your mother, and and it's just like the situation with your daughter, and, you know, she and I have gone back and forth, uh, you know, comparing to each other about our oldest daughters, because we're going through the exact same thing with the both of them. Mm. And, Crystal, I mean, what about you? I mean, is it fair to make that comparison um, with people, because over time, I mean, hearing it all the time, ultimately you're going to say, okay, here comes so-and-so, so-and-so with this problem right here, right? Um, I guess people can do that subconsciously or something. Uh, no, it's not fair to do that. I usually don't do that. I don't um, think about their problems as soon as I think about them or anything. So I don't do that, but... um. But I guess some people do. I mean, I suppose if they started talking about a particular issue, I will think about you know, what happened before because that will lead me back to the, probably the same advice I gave in the first place uh-huh. um, regarding it. So, But, no, I don't try to – I don't make the connection of this is their biggest problem – Usually for me, when I make those connections, it's usually about a character flaw, uh-huh. which is they are a liar or if they're you know they always overreact or something like that. Then I would I do I I do that you know I label them that way. Right, and I get that definitely. Now um, on Facebook, Kimmy Bernard chimed in and she says it's not good to label, but hey, misery loves company. For those who do this, I don't think it can be helped. Um, and she asked if we had any thoughts on that. So, Amy, do you think that people who label others like that um, is just one of those misery love company things and there's really not anything you can do about it? They're, that's just who they are? Amy? Oh, sorry, you were still on mute. I'm sorry. Ask me a question again. I'm sorry. I was saying, do you think that um, some people are just the misery love company type, and that's just who they are? They're going to label people and associate people with negative things because they're negative people. 
Not necessarily. Um, I mean, a lot of people. I know. I mean, I know a lot of people do. Um, but, you know, the, the you know, like the situation with 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 Heather and I. You know, we've had to be each other's rock, and and you know, we could we we couldn't get through to you know our daughters. So why not go back and forth at each other because we just have that type of relationship that. You know, we can talk calmly. We can scream at each other. We can, you know, talk to each other however, and, and neither one of us is going to, you know, think bad of the other. So, I mean, yeah, maybe there's been a lot of complaining going on between us, but it's just um, it's been a personal situation. When people just complain, you know, just complain, um I mean, it's it it is different than going through you know a personal issue. All right. Well, let me ask Crystal. Let me ask you this then. I mean, all right. So we we were talking about the people who um, get caught up in this thing. People who may be labeled, whether it be fairly or not. What's the best way to help someone turn around um, their life when they're consumed with stress? I mean, if you had to try to help someone, if you sought the, if you felt the need to help somebody out, you know, what what, what would you do? Well, I guess it would depend on what exact stress they're going through, what's the main root cause of it, and um, you know, is it like simply another person, like in a relationship situation? Um, I would say get rid of it, you know, get rid of them. And then that would solve a lot of your problems right there. Um, like get it rid of, especially if it's like just a boyfriend situation. Um, and if you're married, then it's a little different because it's, it's a little bit more that goes into just divorcing somebody. Mm-hmm. So you may want to work on that a little longer and you know find out what's the root cause between you two. But in the end, if it's not, if it's something that literally cannot change, such as a person's core personality, you know, pretty much people are who they are. And you can tweak some things about them, but, that you know, that's basically who they are. They, you know, developmentally have grown to deal with certain issues a certain way. They don't have many defense mechanisms to pull from, or the only one that they can pull from, you know, may be something very negative. Um, such as someone who's an overreactor. Maybe what we're hearing from a, t- a p- particular relations, like in a relationship situation, it's you find out, well, it's not so much this other person, but it's you. You know, it's your common, you're the common denominator. So the way you're, you know, dealing with this person, you're overreacting. So it, it, it also just could be simply that you're just not meant to be together. So, um Yeah, that happens. I try to Yeah, I try to eliminate, you know, what what the core is. Now if it's something like money, then it may take a life adjustment, which is not quite as easy. Um <laughs> but you need to find out what the core is, what's really going on there and decide to change it. If it's something that cannot be changed, 
then you need to figure out how can you adapt to it so it's not causing you so much stress. I completely get that. And I completely get that. On Facebook, Christina Holden chimed in, and she said, reassuring them that it's going to be okay either way as some way to it's a way to help someone kind of turn around the problems they run into. And it's it's very difficult. Sometimes when people just feel like the world is coming down on them, um, it's very hard to kind of shake them out of that funk. And it also, you know, it does depend on what the situation is. Um, kind of like what Crystal says, if it's a significant other, you tell them to get rid of the person. Um, if it's something that's going on with a friend, and maybe you need to cut ties with that friend. But there are other times where it's not something that you can get rid of so easily. And, Amy, I'm going to go back to you. Um, how frustrating is having health problems, all right? How stressful is that? Because you have certain health issues that can ultimately go away, that can be cured, and you have some that just won't go away. So how does one deal with that type of stress? Uh, you just do really everything you can to roll with it and just get through one day at a time. You know, I don't talk a whole lot about my health problems. I kind of do, but I don't talk about them in depth, you know, and how bad they really are. Um, but um, when you have a chronic illness or, you know, or an injury that has caused damage that's you know, lasting for now. Mine's been going on. The just the just the injury damages are going on three years now, or mm-hmm. oh well, two and a half years over almost three years. <clears throat> and uh, so you, I mean, you just try to you just try to roll. You know, you just try to roll with it. You try to get you know. Care, you know, the health care that you can, and and you you try to, uh, you know, get help from doctors and and do what you can. Um, I won't get into a big long spiel about the difficulties I've ran into with that, but um, I understand what it, you're coming it, from. It, it takes it takes a a, a big big toll on me. Um, I had someone I haven't seen since um, I had this injury, and um, nor have I seen in three years, nor have I seen, especially in this past year. And they looked at me and said, my God, Amy, you look like shit. And I'm like, my God, Donnie, you have no idea what I've been through. Can you imagine saying that to somebody, your oldest and dearest friend that was there for you when no one else was, looking at them in the face and saying that to them? That's yeah, what is your reality. That's why I said about being a poster child for it. I mean, but there's a lot of difficulty when it comes to health-related things. And, um, and, and Crystal, I mean when you have a, a lingering problem that may or may not get better, just the the not knowing, just going through whatever treatment or regimen it takes to get 
uh, to try to get better, all of that can just really break a person down. So what keeps you going? I mean, for some people, it may be family, it may be religion. Um, I mean, what would you advise someone who is going through a situation like that as far as where they need to try to gain their strength? Well, I would say, um, I guess uh, regaining your strength really it, it it does boil down to, you know, who, um, you know, what you believe as far as um, uh, God or some sort of spirituality, in um, and, and or having people around you that actually care about you, you know, what you will find is that. Um, circle of friends or whatever and family will become extremely small when you're when you're dealing with um, a disease, a chronic illness of any kind. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to live through it or not, I mean, <laughs> people do tend not to come around or call you. And, they don't know um, what to say. They don't know what to say, and most people I find. Um, they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with you. They don't want to deal with the illness. They don't want to deal with, you know, Debbie Downer. They don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, they don't. They don't want to. They want their life to be happy, of course. And, you know, interjecting you in your situation um, will bring them down. So they just don't come around, you know, basically. And that's, and you know, I think. You know, speaking as a person who um, has gone through, you know, you know, very serious illness, I can say that um, I was glad those people weren't there. And I think that the people who do care about you will be, and those are the people you focus on, and and you don't focus on anything else, and you yeah. don't have time, quite frankly, to focus on anything else because you're too busy you're trying, to survive. trying not to be in pain. Right. right, you're trying, you know, and not to. So how you deal with it is just like Amy said. You just go day by day. Sometimes it's minute by minute, hour mm-hmm. by hour. You know, you live your life between the times you can take another pill, <laughs> you know, but um, or have another treatment or whatever is going on. But when you get on the other side of it, if you're lucky enough, then um, then you know it kind of you know it focuses you on people who matter and um and you know you'll find out very quickly who those people are so so that's what i would say for me it was my belief in god my belief in um you know in the afterlife and things like that my belief that my loved ones are still around me and the ones who have died um and then of course the ones who were here i um you know got a lot of support so right. I think that's all you can do. You, you just focus in on that day by day, minute by minute, whatever you got to get through, just, you know, get through it. And I think that's good advice and because um, it is a difficult situation and you have to find a way to keep it together because if you're not there mentally, it's hard to get strong physically. And the only thing I think that um, is runner-up to that type of stress is – being a loved one who is watching someone go through something health related, that is difficult. Now, you know, my 
my mom and my wife both went through um, bouts with cancer. Okay. And I lost both of them five months. I had to sit there and watch cancer suck the life out of both of them, and there was nothing I could do about it. And that was very stressful, okay, because you have something that's beyond your control. And, you know, I mean, you can control, for the most part, finances. You can control weight loss. You can control a lot of other things that cause stress in your life. But when someone you love is sick, and you have to sit and watch. That's stressful. Now, um, of course, it helps if they're strong through the process. That helps to be strong. But a lot of times, I mean, man, I had to really dig deep on my faith. I had to really just try to stay um, as much as I could in a normal routine. Um, and that was very important. You know, I, I kept doing the show whenever I could. Um, and just trying to stay in my day-to-day routine to try to stay, I guess, distracted somewhat because you don't want to focus on that 24/7 because the next thing you know, you're down and out. You're you need to be there to try to try to be there for them, you know. So that can be, I guess, the runner up to actually going through it, watching a loved one go through it, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. Three four seven two zero two zero two five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Halfway through our first topic here um, Chris let me stick with you on this one Let me ask the million dollar question Alright when it comes to The decisions that people make That put them in bad situations Because sometimes you can't help Be thrust in a bad situation Other times it's your own fault Right it's a self inflicted um, Problem Why do you think that so few people Learn from their mistake You know why do some people Re Re um, bad decisions over and over. Well, you know, that can be for many reasons. <laughs> I mean, depending on which we're talking about. I mean, something as simple as, well, I say it's simple, but something as simple as money. Um, yeah, I mean, going into debt lot, or maybe, you know, yeah. six kids by, by six women and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, those kinds of things. Um, well, going into debt is actually easier to get out of than the six kids, of course, <laughs> because they're here <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, they're not going anywhere. I mean, anywhere. you can do about that. But um, as far as going into debt, you can, you know, you can definitely take a look at your lifestyle. Take a look. We waste a lot of money. I know I do. I, I've, you know, when I've looked back at some of the things that I've done in the past that, um, has put me in, you know, situations, you know, it's just literally um, wasteful spending and things like that. But, you know, and then we can talk about that in the relationship, like, ways of why do we tend to choose the same type of person to come into our life? Um, and then why do we fall for this particular person? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that is, is the, um, you know, the peeling of the onion back to the core. What's really going on there? What void are you trying to fill um or you know there there is a reason for every every decision we make so you really have to think about you know like okay for instance you take money you you buy a whole bunch of stuff well most of the time when we buy stuff shopaholics or you know people like that um that's an extreme but when you when you try to fill your life with things because you don't have 
you know, a person around or, you know, or whatever. So that's why you, you try to do that. You need something new, something to make you happy, something to look forward to. Um, same thing with relationships. We choose the same type of people over and over again. One reason is because we are who we are, so we end up going to the same places or we want someone who can understand us, or we think we do, and so we do what is easy. So we, you know, gravitate to the same easy steps, basically, as opposed to stepping out of your life and charting something new, which takes effort and will make us uncomfortable, right. and we will be around people and do things that we don't normally do. So I guess the answer to your question basically is because it's safe. We do the same things over and over again because that's what we know. And mm. so even though do, it's bad for us, even though it's bad, it's it's we continue to do it. Just like people who hang around bad quote unquote people, who, people who are not good for yeah. us, you know, friends or whatever. We do that because we know them. You know, the we know those wolves or those devils. We know them. Right. So we we you know we stay with them because we we get it. So it's hard to to tr- to uh, take a new course and to meet new people and to do new things because we may stumble and we we'll, we you know feel embarrassed and it's uncomfortable. So we don't want to do that. Mm. Unconsciously, sounds, we don't we don't. Do sounds that. like psychology one on one right there. That's good stuff. Um, on Twitter, SPK13 chimed in and said, failure to take responsibility and see their role in current circumstances, using the past as a crutch, etc. Uh, Sapphire Enterprises chimed in. Sapphire Enterprises has the hottest headshot for an Abbey I've ever seen. Um, okay, that's neither here nor there. Uh, she says that their bad behavior has a reward. We may not see it or it may be dysfunctional, but it's there, and they feed off of it. That's kind of what you were saying, Crystal. And Lady T says, because most people are unadaptable to change, they rather deal with the bad before stepping out in the unknown to good. That's also what you said, Crystal. So you're hitting on something. Um, let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on Buck. Buck, how's it going, man? Hey, how's everybody doing this evening? Doing well so far, so good, man. And but true or false, a person struggling with finances, self-image, employment, etc., should not date. I would say false because I mean, sometimes you can if you sometimes you 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 will get depressed if you just don't do anything at all. Now, I know some people say, you know, you're struggling with finances and things of that nature. That's not something that you want to do. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes you're hanging around somebody else, they can get, you know, they can kind of lift your spirits there and kind of get you out the dungeon, so to speak, and can kind of, you know, get you pointed in the right direction. Um, so, I mean, you may not be, you know, going, you can go on a date and not go out, you know, go out anywhere. So, you know, sometimes sometimes that's not a bad thing to date because that you know, it'll keep you encouraged and help you get out of your current situation. And I'm not saying, you know, lean on that person and, you know, borrow money from them and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just, you know, when you can afford to, you know, go out or do something, do it. And, you know, 
talking to somebody else and getting out of your getting out of your comfort zone and being a little bit uncomfortable can can help you versus hurting. Versus what? Versus hurting you. You know, you get out and you know be be somebody else, be with somebody else, and they can encourage you by doing different things. You know, sometimes seeing, you know talking to somebody different out of your comfort level can help you. Amy, what do you think? Um, Amy, a person who's struggling with either finances or self-image or whatever their issue may be, do you think they shouldn't date until they kind of work things out with themselves? I think it's probably kind of best that you don't. I mean, you can always find someone on your level um, as far as, your financial situation goes, um, but you can't truly love someone until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way I see it. All right, so definitely when it comes to self-image, you would advise not dating until you kind of work out the self-image thing first, right? Yeah. I mean, you you could you know, kind of maybe get in into the friendship level type of a relationship. But, you know, I just, you can't really truly have a healthy relationship or truly love someone until you can love yourself. Okay. And so, Crystal, back to you. If someone does decide to date, you know, and they kind of can't get in the, out of their own way with their bad decisions, um, could you date them? I mean, could you date someone who seems as if he can't just he can't get out of his own way? Um, in other words, you know, would you save them, so to speak? Well. This is something that I have almost done exclusively in my relationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, quite frankly, I mean, that's, a, again, my bad choices. But um, a lot of the men... Um, There's a book coming, right? <laughs> that, yeah, a lot of the men that I've attracted, um, they have the appearance of being very in control and, you know, the alpha and all that. But... But even the alpha has um, issues and problems. So I spend a lot of time literally on the couch with them, you know, going through, allowing them to talk about their problems, to uh-huh. vent, to whatever. And sometimes that's, that's okay in a relationship. It's actually good and healthy. But it's bad when you can't turn it around and you can't also vent and talk about your issues. Um, What I would say, I have to piggyback off of uh, what Amy said. Um, It's not a good idea. And I think that, now, I think what Buck was leading to, and I I do agree with with what what he had to say, though, regarding that you can find someone. Two people can meet and be together together. and they can help each other emotionally. And sometimes you can meet somebody who actually does make you, wake you up 
I guess, or whatever, to new things, and they can, they can see something within you and bring it out that you didn't even realize was there because you're too busy being, you know, upset about so many different things, and sure. they kind of remind you about who you are. And that is an amazing thing. Now, but I have to go back to what Amy said about being friends because I think on to really truly get that out, you have to be friends first. You have to go very, very slowly in the relationship. And I think if I was, um, you know, now that I know better, <laughs> had met someone like that, then I would I would try to stay in the friend zone, whatever, with him um, until he got whatever was going on with him settled Take out. Care. And I wouldn't mind being that friend to help him through that. Now, on the other side of that, when he's all better, <laughs> um, you may not be the person that they actually, actually want to be with. Because now they're a different person, you know, or now they're back to who they really are. So, and that's that's the problem. That's a sad ending. With, with no, it's a problem. With and it's a natural thing when you get when you you think about yourself when you are ill. You go to a doctor, and you go to a hospital, or you lie in bed. You take pills, but once you're well, you don't continue going to the hospital. And you don't continue taking pills you don't need, well, at least not legally. So these are natural progressions that happen with people. Um, but if you, you know, these are the miracles of certain relationships that when you meet this person, um, they'll still be there when you're fine. They still they want they were there for you when you were down, but now they're also able to be there for you, you know, as you're you know you're better and you're happy, and they still want to be with you or whatever, or you still want to be with them. Oh, you know, these are rare things to me. Love is rare. <laughs> Real mm-hmm. love like that is rare. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and so that's why I don't. I'm not a kind of person who believes that the friend zone is invaluable, you know, and I hate when people say, well, I don't want to be in the friend zone. I don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with, you know, I don't need another friend. We all need another friend (laughs) because another, because a friend to me is, is much more valuable a lot of times than romance. Romance actually sometimes kills the friendship because it, it, it adds something that's not natural into this this very good relationship that's already already occurring, and then you try to add something that shouldn't be there. So, so I don't know. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with being friends. So, I would say if you're going through something, and you know uh-huh. your finances that's really on your brain all the time, occupying your mind, you don't have space for a relationship. But there's nothing wrong with with being friends with somebody if they can do that but a lot of times they can't so so I would say ultimately don't get involved just work on yourself or you know be with friends okay. you make some good points I, I I agree with like 95% of that I think it was really good I, I mean I don't know I, I you know how guys feel differently about the friend zone than women do and that's a totally different topic but 
Um, you make a lot of good points, especially the analogy about the going to the hospital when you're well. I like that. Um, let's see. Christina chimed in and said that um, it's true and false. I don't want to date because of that reason, but I do date just to not think about what's going on. And she was saying she agrees with Buck. Um, dating can be a distraction to the problems. SPKK13 said that the true or false answer is false that dating could lead them to meeting someone who could introduce them to a better way of doing things. Um, and Lady T said, true and false, don't date exclusively if you have all that going on. A relationship won't fix that, but a date can bring you a smile. And I agree with that 100%. However, I asked SPK13, um, dating, when she said that you should date when you're having problems, that does that mean that the other person is saving you? You know, pop culture always says, well, hip hop culture, don't save them; they don't want to be saved. So, Buck, let me go to you. Could you date slash save someone who seems as if he or, that she can't get out of her own way? Well, you know, she's constantly having problems. I mean, so could you fill in and? You know, maybe be the mentor she needs. Are you willing to go through that? Well, you, you know, it depends on, you know, this is where you got to communicate a little bit. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, I'm not, I don't see myself as a savior to anybody. So, I mean, because I, my thing is, is, you know, you have to be, you have to be you and that person has to be them. So, you know, it's not about being a savior. You know, you just have to be a springboard, just listen to them and communicate and make sure, you know, I, I don't want to be perceived as any kind of savior at all because, you know, to me that's kind of like too controlling and I don't like, you, none of us are in control or anything. So I don't want to be in that kind of, I just don't, I don't roll that way. But it's always nice to be able to, you know, communicate and talk and make sure that, um, you know, that you're, you know, you help them when you can and, you know, be a springboard more or less and not, be, you know, I just don't like that savior part because I don't want to be uh, in that mode. So okay, so you're not even looking at it from that perspective. No, I don't look at it that perspective at all. All right. Well, Kimmy chimed in and says, um, when I asked, could she save someone who seems as if he can't get out of his own way because of bad decisions, she says, I don't think so. You want to grow with that person and not be held down. Yet, if you really want to be with that person, you'll be patient and deal with the baggage and help with, help with growth. Catch it too. Depends on the person. And I get that. I get that. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I tend to shy away from people who have the type of baggage that I feel like may bring me down. Um and every situation is different, you know. You have some people who they may have gone through some things, but you can kind of tell they're on the way back up. Then you have some other people who you can tell are just spiraling out of control. And those are the people that I kind of tend to avoid. I mean, I, even though I may be able to sympathize with their situation, I just don't want to get involved because I don't want a situation to where all of a sudden you're taking me down through there too. And now we both have issues you know, and we end up not working out, and now I'm struggling. So um, I think it's, it's situational, but nine times out of ten, 
I'm probably not going to even bother because I just don't want to get caught up in that. Uh, I mean, it just, especially if it comes to the finances. If someone has a bad financial situation and you get in this, um, a relationship with them, then ultimately at some point, depending on how serious the relationship is, their finance problems become yours. At some point, they're going to need something, and as their significant other, you're supposed to be there for them. And you have to be willing to do that. And if you're not willing to do that or you're not able to do that yourself, you're looking for someone that's going to help you um, as opposed to take away from you, then, you know, you run the risk of that issue. Let me get to the 865 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee, and welcome on, Daddy Rich. DR, what's going on, man? Man, chilling, chilling, chilling. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. It didn't show you in the host queue, so I'm not sure what's going on, but glad you were able to get in. And uh, we're getting ready to wrap up the topic, but I'm going to ask you this question, the last question on the topic. Um, how do the strong overcome struggle? Because if people are always relying on you to be the rock, you know, they always come to you with their problems, then who do you go to when you have problems? Ooh, man. You go to yourself, man, and God. Uh, the strong just, they don't look at it as if they know there's going to be obstacles, but strong people stay strong-minded and just keep moving and persevere through all obstacles. Uh, you know, it's like kind of like uh I guess you could use a person like Michael Jordan as an example. When he was playing, there was his determination and dedication and desire to win was so much that you know there was nothing going to stop that. And you know his his personality, that personality showed, and that's that's a strong person. Such as you see him playing when he was sick, you know, playing with with teammates that aren't up to scale with other team other teams uh players you know he he persevered uh you know these guys those people are cut from a different mold you know they're just they don't look at problems as problems they look at them as things that they learn from and 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 they grow from that i guess you know I, my father being one of those people i kind of learned watching him you know when he saw Obstacles. He just tried to find ways to fix it, you know, and keep moving. Because you know, right. he, like he always said, you know, you got the world's gonna keep moving, so you got to keep moving with it, no matter what. Okay. Well, um, Amy, let me ask you the same question: How does someone who is the rock, you know, the strong one? people always approach for problems, you know, how do they get help they need, you know, how do they, who do they turn to? Hmm, uh, sometimes that's a problem because, you know, um, uh, people, a lot of people have found me to be um, the rock friend. They found me to be the strong friend, and for me, Sometimes it's been a a pretty you know lonely place, um, and then when they finally be quiet and I do, you know, finally open up and start talking and 
and they stop talking about their own problems long enough to hear me, they're like, whoa. You know, I didn't realize you had all this going on. Didn't realize, you know, this happened to you in your past. Didn't realize. I mean, I had somebody just say that to me the other day, you know, didn't realize I had something happen in my past. And, um, you know, they were uh, talking to me, um, asking me about it. So that um, sometimes that, that can be uh, a pretty lonely place. And um, for me, I just, you know, you just kind of resort into your own shell. Um, it's sort of what's happened to me is I've resorted into my own shell. Now, you know, I have friends that, that do, you know, carry on a half-and-half half conversation, and those are the friends that I open up to more. But the ones that constantly call me with their problems and then they don't want to listen to anything that I have to say, I'm not, you know... It just kind of is what it is. Okay. And um, I don't know. I think that um, is well, hold on. Let me read what Christina said on Facebook. She says, I overcome them by taking one day at a time. I am always the strong person and barely have anyone to turn to. I mostly act like nothing is wrong and keep pushing through. And that's where I fall. And it's it's not always easy. Trust me, it is not always easy. Um, I wrote a blog. Um, I don't know when I wrote it. Maybe a couple of months ago, two or three, well, maybe about three or four months ago. Um, called uh, the burden of a stress catcher, and it just talked about, I guess, some of the things that I voluntarily go through to help others. All right, and that means listening to everyone's problem, knowing that when I have a problem, they may not be so quick to listen because they're so used to telling me about theirs. Um, and it can be difficult to deal with because when you're someone who is always the one giving your opinion or giving the encouragement, no one ever asks you how you're doing, Okay. You know, mm-hmm. people always assume that you're okay because a lot of times those, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm always going to have a smile on my face regardless of what I'm going through. Even with the situation I went through, you know, losing, you know, some loved ones to cancer and everything, I still kept going, you know, because, you know, you, you life doesn't stop just because you're having problems, you know. You still have to keep going or it gets worse. Or there's a domino effect. So... Because of that, people are like, okay, well, he's cool. He can get through anything, so I'm going to bounce this off of him. I'm going to bounce that off of him. But no one could ever see when I was hurting because I didn't I didn't show it. And even when I did try to get help from people, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't that good at it. I didn't necessarily know how to help, how to ask for it. Um, I kind of expected people to know just like I always knew when something was wrong with other people. Um, but it's not like that, and it's unfair to think that way. So I had to realize that if there's something that's bothering me, I have to know how to reach out for help. You know, so I call Buck, you know, just to vent and get something off my chest or whatever. I spent some time chatting with Crystal to try to get things off my chest. I mean, it's just 
you have to have somewhere to go, and it's very helpful when you have people who are willing to listen. So to those out there, if you know someone who's always strong, just ask them one day, you know, how are you? Or I mean, you know, how are you really doing? Are you okay? And if they have something they want to talk about, listen. You know, don't don't try to one up them and tell them, well, I'm going to do the same thing. Don't don't do that. Just listen and try to be there for them like they are for you. All right, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. Just wrapping up the topic about how to not let your struggle become uh, your reality or your identity, so to speak. Uh, you got to do something to get past your problems before people identify you um, as that problematic person, you know, or identify you by whatever it is you're going through. Um, and it's easier said than done, you know, about how you have to let go. You have to probably remember the last time you were happy where you were and who you were with just to try to recreate that. Um, you have to be patient and understand that your problems will not go away overnight unless you're good with picking Powerball numbers. And, um, you know, don't try to do too much because some people take over, take on more than what they can handle. So, but just remember, you never fail unless you quit. That's the only way. All right, I want to get into another story, um, something I came across on Facebook. And it's about this young lady, and I cannot find her last name off the top of my head right now. Oh, her name is Victoria Byerson. Um, I don't know where she's located, but Victoria Byerson has become somewhat infamous, I guess, because she got tired of guys inboxing her and texting her phone, uh, commenting on her Facebook pictures. So she said, for all the people who, all the guys who are inboxing and texting me, I am 26 years old with four kids. I know I am in school, but I don't work. If you are pursuing me, Come strong and come correct um, because you are just one of many asking for the same thing. I am looking for stability. So what she has done, she says, um, she says, I have bills and I'm not on Section 8. If you are not willing to keep my hair done, nails done, feet done, these bills paid, do not, and I mean do not, come for me. And she set up a GoFundMe account. And the GoFundMe account basically says that um, if someone is serious about supporting her financially, then, you know, they can probably see where the relationship could possibly go. She says that she deserves a man that can treat her the way she's supposed to be treated. If you like what you see and you want to get to know me, donate, and we can move on from there. Um, She's requesting um, a GoFundMe total of $5,000, and um, she's gotten $20 so far. So, Crystal, do you applaud Victoria for her honesty, or should her personal life just remain that? Well, (laughs) of course I applaud her for her honesty, because that's always a good thing. Uh, uh, You know what? I applaud her not so much for, you know, GoFundMe or whatever. That was, that was kind of extreme as far as not, as far as far using, saying, if you want to get to know me, then, you know, donate. I mean, that's kind of weird. Um, secondly, but I, um, I applaud her for saying what she stated there because 
that'll weed a whole bunch of idiots out, you know. And what it will leave is people who are actually wanting to get to know her seriously, whether they have money or not. Or it would leave, um, you know, a few of my alpha males who love the challenge. <laughs> so either way, it'll probably be a lot of fun. I, you don't you think know, he's just going to bring out the I sugar think, daddies? Well, it sounds like that's what she kind of wants. Um, <laughs> you know, because that's... Well, actually, I think that would bring out, yeah, a few sugar daddies um, who are probably on there anyway if, if she's getting so many, you know, requests as she said she was. But... um. <laughs> I don't see why she needs to go that route when she could simply go the direct route and just simply charge for a date, <laughs> per se. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, Amy, what are you I mean, saying, I Joe? agree with uh, 1313. I believe that it, it should be legalized. I mean, what the fuck? What do we get for $10? <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what do you think? Exactly. Obviously not much with this girl. Um, I think it's a bit narcissistic, uh, sort of. I mean, I have to ask, you know, what kind of pictures is she posting that she's getting all these likes and comments and inboxes and stuff? Is she just your regular girl taking bra and panty selfies in the bathroom? Is she someone famous? Um, because, I can answer that. that. I've only seen some of her pictures. I did find her Facebook page. I tried to, um, I sent her a friend request because I I wanted to get her on the show. Uh, So, but I'm pretty sure she has quite a few requests. I might have to try another route to get her attention. But from the pictures that I've seen, they don't look all that bad. I mean, you know, she has pictures of her. Now, there's one picture she has of a split that pretty much goes all the way up. But, I mean, it's covered. It looks like she's going to a club, and so I don't know, I guess it's all that bad, in my opinion. I've seen worse. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, uh, yeah, she's trying to weed out the idiots and all, but, you know, there is such a thing as a block button on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, you know, so, um, I mean, she can block people who just completely harass her. Um, but, you know, I mean, she, like Crystal said, you know, she's being blunt and honest. Um, you know, will it completely stop people from harassing no. her? Um, no one's going to read no. that. Um, you know, um, so it's, but... This, these people starting up GoFundMe account for pay for my plastic surgery and, you know, uh, help me get a new tattoo. And I think it's a, that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a GoFundMe account to pay for my new, some new tattoos for Christmas. Um, there you go. <laughs> anybody want to donate? <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I, I think. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that um, it's it's to that point that people are just gonna start asking for whatever they want, and 
that's just how it goes. And I think it's funny she's only gotten twenty dollars out of her five thousand. So I, I don't know if the person gave her twenty thousand gave her twenty dollars is um getting a date or not. I'm not sure if she had a minimum. Yeah, I mean that it seems a little bit narcissistic narcissistic, but she may be get knocked back down to her own reality and that may be like, you know, um you know, are you are, you're just you're just you know hot to look at, and um, you know I, my my broke ass would go out with you. You know, not yeah. necessarily. You know, she wants to join the Millionaires Club. You know. Uh, I mean, she's um, I mean, the other one to ten, I give her an eight. I mean, she's not bad looking, but um, I, I guess um, but I mean, do some people, some women just get tired of it, and I'm asking you to look at this from a, a woman's perspective, do you think some women just get tired of all the harassment of guys coming at them left and right? And so she says, skip it. I may as well see if I can make some money off of it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I, I know that, I mean, there's women out there that get tired of us messing with them and, you know, cat down and all that kind of stuff, so I can see that. But my thing is, you don't ask for money. Ask for the kids. Don't be asking to get your damn nails done. You know, fingers and toes and beating bills. As for the kids, I mean, that's probably why she only got twenty damn dollars. Ain't got nothing to do with yeah. what she look like. It's People would respond quicker to kids. You you asking for the wrong shit, and that's the reason why she only got twenty bucks. But I think it was <laughs> it's ridiculous to be asking for that, and you got four kids. So, I mean, where your damn head at? So, that's that's. I see something like that. I ain't responding. No way. So that's just it, to me, it's retarded. <laughs> and Dr, you want to chime in on this, man? I mean, you going to contribute to um, the Victoria Byerson Byerson Fund? Hell no, <laughs> man. I don't even I don't even check girls out like that, man. You know, I'm I'm tied down, so. I think that's ridiculous for her to do that. that she's she's desperate, just trying to get cash, man. Anybody any any fool that would do that is, is ignorant. I wouldn't even look at that. I wouldn't even entertain that, even if I was single. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I think it's um, it's a little much. I mean, personally, I mean, I I don't knock her necessarily for doing it because people make money in the weirdest ways on social media. Okay. And when you see someone do it successfully, it's kind of hard to knock them. It may, you know, morally, yeah, it may be kind of foul, but you know, look at, look at Kim Kardashian. You know, she's on the front. Now she was already rich, but now she's like super rich. She was on the front with her family of what Cosmo magazine for being America's first family. And I mean, she flipped a sex tape, into being dubbed America's first family. And even though you can challenge that morally, I mean, when you take the morals out of it and step back, that's a serious hustle. (laughs) The Kardashians are some serious hustlers. Look at what they've accomplished from a sex tape. And think of all the people who have dropped sex tapes intentionally or not who did not make the money that Kim has made. You know, and I mean, so I think this lady, even though we look at it and say, all right, 
it's not cool, it looks bad, you have four kids, you're supposed to be a mom, true. But if she fooled around and did this and made a million dollars off of it, a lot of us would be like, oh, man, I, I can't say I would have done it, but now I kind of wish I had thought about it first. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. It's like in a way I kind of admire the hustle aspect of it, but it's still just something I don't think that's going to work. You know, has she been been the very first to try it? Maybe, but there have been countless GoFundMe accounts from people who need stupid stuff that has been successful. Uh, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, I think, about this guy that wanted money so he can have a ticket to fly down to Miami on spring break to keep his girlfriend from cheating on him. And I'm like, really? So you have different reasons, but uh, I guess you can just add this one to the list. If you want to get with... Victoria Byerson. What do we get for $10? Well, $10 may not get you much. All right. On um, tomorrow's show, is your wardrobe a reflection of your mate? It discusses if what your significant other wears affects your reputation or not. And uh, I don't know. could be fun. could be controversial. Um, especially when we look at it from how men feel about women aspect. You know it's going to get controversial if Ray is on for that show. But that's tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And we'll go ahead and get some final thoughts. And, Amy, I will start with you. It's been, you know, a really interesting show. Um, A lot of different, you know, reasons um, that – you know, make your struggle become your reality, whether it be financial, whether it be relationships, whether it be family relationships, whether it be health. Um, There's a lot of different, um, you know, subjects on that that we've kind of gone over. You know, all I can really talk about are my own personal experiences um, and, you know, that's, just what I do is I share, you know, my personal experiences with, with any subject to, you know, try and um, to reach out to maybe that one listener, you know, who might be going through the same thing that I'm going through. Um, you know, a few days ago when I saw my old friend and he said, Amy, you look like shit, um, was a pretty mean thing to say, but it was the truth. And it was a pretty harsh truth, even though he he didn't know what I'd been through going on these last few years and he hasn't seen me. Um, it is the harsh truth that I had been letting my struggles become my reality. And it, um, you know, it, it, it tears, you, tears you down. It tears your way down. Um, so um, all we can do is... Um, try to be supportive of each other and listen to each other and um, and try and not make the same mistakes twice and, um, you know, just try to push forward and, and move forward and keep, you know, hoping and hoping for change and hoping that someone's, you know, that, that the situation's going to get better and, um, you know, trying to make change for ourselves. As as best we can. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, Amy. 
And Buck, I'll go to you. So as always, um, you know, when you're dealing with, with with issues, you know, you have to you have to kind of take a step back and look, at, you know, look at how you know look at things from a different perspective. You can't, you know, you have to you can't really go back to something. You have to really kind of move forward, and you have to you have to rediscover what you like and what you know. Sometimes you just have to reinvent yourself. Sometimes too. So you have to look at all aspects of, you know, what you what got you there in the first place. And a lot of times we don't do that, but you know, you have to. And you have to listen to you have to listen to your good friends because you always find out who your best friends are when you're in when you're in bad situations. So, you know, long as you listen and long as you you know, look at you, be be strong enough to look at, you know, yourself. And sometimes you you know once you look in that mirror and see what got you there and see what you got you, that may make you strong enough to where you know you, you it'll help you get to where you're going. So you just got to look at all aspects of it and always move forward. Don't give up. Don't quit. And just keep that drive. And a lot of times you know you do those things right there, you you you'll be stronger than you ever were. So. That's kind of what the mindset, you know, you have to kind of take in when you go through situations like that. But in any event, great show, and wait for some zone coverage. All right, sir. Thank you for chiming in. And DR, go ahead and drop some knowledge. Great show as usual. And, uh, man, basically, man, people just need to be themselves, man. And, you know, this the thing about you saying, uh, people saying that this person, oh, here comes Mr. Uh, always picking his nose, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but he deserves a label <laughs> if he's doing that. Man, you know, me and my boy, we do that at, at work all day, man. I, I work with this older cat, man. He's like 63. And we sit there and we, we do that all the time, man. But it's a little funny thing, <laughs> you know. But... You know, as, as of things like that, you know, sometimes that can be hurtful if, if this person is in your little group that you hang around with and everybody's saying this about them, yada, yada. But, you know, those people just need to be themselves, man. And as far as, like, strong people, man, go to God. You know, go to God. That's the only person that can help a strong person is God. Uh, you know, I know at times you want to go to, you know, Go to yourself and, and, and think about everything that's going on, and, and it's hard. But if you just go to God, man, you know, he'll help you through. I mean, it's been many a times when I've had problems, major problems, man, and other people needed me to help them, and I'm like, man, you know, who's going to help me? But the only person that can is God, man, and, you know, people got to remember that. You have to remember that because he will be there for you. You just got to ask. I'm here talking to you now, so those rough situations I made it through because of him. So great show, man! I'm ready for some sports. All right, man. Thanks for the comments and Crystal, shut it down for me. I feel like I should call you Doctor Crystal after tonight. That what now? I, I said I feel like I should call you Doctor Crystal after tonight. 
No, let's leave that to Bobby. Um, I would say, first of all, with um, the Kardashians, I just want to comment on that one. Yes, um, Kim did her sex tape, whatever, and that came out. But the real mastermind behind the Kardashians is Chris. Um, she is the one, the mother, if you don't know who Chris is, she is the one who put um, who brought the Kardashians to life as far as the show. That's mm-hmm. what did it. And and her continued success with being a major manager and marketer um, she of, is. of marketing these kids. So, you know, everybody wants to put all the congratulations or whatever just on Kim's ass, literally. Well, that's what but got started. That's what her mom exploited up. it. But that's what that's what started the spark that led to the inferno. Well, it's just, okay, okay. The difference between the difference between her sex tape and many other people's sex tape, who were just sex tapes, okay. Um, the difference is they didn't have Chris behind them to say, okay, this is what we're going to do now. It's very strategic. And she was able to say, this is what we need to do now that we have this kind of momentum instead of just letting it die. You know, so, you know, I have to give her accolades for what she did. And a lot of people forget about that because it's the behind the scenes thing that no one sees. You know. That's that's probably even when, true. Even when they see her on the um, show, she's just looked at as you know, the mom who manages you know their stuff. But mm-hmm. what it goes into managing somebody and, and dealing with those people on the um, on the back end, that's a completely different story. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I really get tired of people saying it's all about Kim, but it really isn't. I mean, Kim is beautiful. That's why she was able to stay um, in the forefront, and you want to keep her in the forefront because of that. Um, I would say regarding, you know, you were talking about uh, the people who are really strong and who move forward. Most people who are are looked upon as being very strong don't want to be. You know, they would love to be that other person, at least Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know. To be the one who can just um, hear someone else say, you know, don't worry about it. I got you. You know, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll take care of it. I'll do your worrying for you. Just go to sleep. You know, just relax. Just rest. But most of the time, those quote unquote strong people, they don't have a choice. <laughs> there is no. I'm gonna be strong today. No. <laughs> I don't have any choice. I have to be strong. Because if I don't do it, no one's going to do it. Exactly. So those are the, the you know, the, the strong people. And um, and you are right. They do look at them as um, never really having problems. So no one ever goes um, goes to them and asks them, what's going on? Are you okay? Because they, you know, well, they're too busy talking about their own bad problems for you to even hear uh-huh. or to even notice anything. Because they're too busy just waiting on you to finish. And by the time you finish, you're gone. So, 
And so for those people and for any other people who are struggling through things, I would, what I have done, and of course, you know, like uh, Daddy Rich, I definitely believe in God. So, I, you know, I'm very spiritual, as you will know, you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, But beyond that, I am, um, and I've told, you know, people that I've worked with before, clients who have been grieving, um, what to do is is to have a talisman. Is to have, and, and a talisman is just something you can hold on to physically, um, to have around you. And that could be many different things. It could be an actual object. It can be um, a picture. It could be a song. It can be TV. It can, whatever. Anything that puts you into a, that brings you joy um, just for a moment. It relaxes you. You don't know why, but it does. And, you know, go to that. Think about those things that um, places or whatever that make you feel good. It could be a person, too, if you're lucky. Um, And then just, you know, be around that person or just watch that show. We have DVD and everything now. You can just do that at any time and watch it over and over again if you have to. Listen to a song over and over again just to relax you. You get you through those moments when you can't take it anymore. I mean, oftentimes when I'm doing that, you know, I may be drunk because I'm, you know, I have tequila, but <laughs> when I'm not. <laughs> but when I was sick, I, I couldn't be drunk because I, I was, you know, I couldn't drink at that uh-huh. time, unfortunately. But, you know, that's what I that's what I did. You know, you just do what what keeps you comfortable just for a moment to get through it, and then you move on. But the key, you know, as Daddy Rich was saying and, and everyone else was saying and Buck, you just have to keep moving. You just have to keep going, you know. I mean, even if you're only moving inch by inch, you know, it looks like you're not moving, <laughs> but you are. You're closer than you were a few minutes ago, even if you can only move a few steps a day, a moment, you know. You just have to keep doing it because eventually you'll get there, so... But anyway, sure. really good show, and I look forward to tomorrow. Eric, thank you very much. I appreciate your input, everyone's input tonight. And by the way, the talisman was also a character um, in Marvel Comics back in the early 80s. But anyway, uh, I'm a nerd like that. But uh, my thanks to TruthDevour.com, CrystalHickerson.com, and KnotsForChange.ca for being official sponsors of the show. Thanks to my callers, tweet chatters, Facebookers, getting it done. They're still answering questions. Um, And if you want more of those great topics off the air, then ask to join my exclusive Facebook group. Just search for T2Q or Talk to Q and ask for an invite. The group is private, so it's invitation only. But you can get a heavy dose of the show topics every day in the T2Q group on Facebook. Um... You can also request to be a guest on the show at my email address, talktoqnow at gmail.com. So, now um, we're going to take a break before we get to some zone coverage and talk a little sports. In the meantime, I want to play a song. I did debut it the other night. I'm going to play it one more time called We Own the Night by Matthew Schultz, one of UK's hottest, the UK's hottest artists. He's um, featuring on the show an American rapper we're all familiar with, Jim Jones. 
And so take a listen to We Own the Night by Matthew Schultz and Jim Jones, and we will come back and get into some zone coverage. Everyone else who's not into sports, have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. Zone coverage people, stay on the line. Uh-huh. You know who on the night? Yo, Schultz, what up? You think it ain't vamping right? How you living? Huh. I got dibs on this ish. Oh, really, though? The night is ours. You can keep the day. Oh, mommy. Far as the night go, well, we on the ish. All black, 40, fully loaded clips. Drop 58, fully loaded whips. White tee on with a frozen wrist. I'm a hot boy with the ghost chick. They say life's a gamble, no poker chips. One night out, I could blow a brick. That's 40,000 cash with a coke flip. Follow the stars or follow the moons. So they follow the car that's followed by goons. Now it's a four-way menage is what I got in my room. Seven, eight bottles, kind of hard to consume. Had to shit hallucinating like I got on school. I will at night and it's kind of hard to assume. First I glamour the chip, then I hammer the chip. Then I smack that ass with a hundred grand on my wrist. Not on the daylight, it's not my name. A star in the moonlight, it's not a game. We own the night, yeah. We own the night. We own the night, yeah. We own the night. Hey, Shouts, you know how we do this vampire life thing? You know that's all night. 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So the light go down. It's not a game that we own.